0: Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Download our free course, Profit for Small Firm Architects, at entrearchitect.com slash free course. This is Entree Architect Podcast, and you're listening to episode 161. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlepage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup, or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. SketchUp is a great tool for small firm architects to very quickly develop our 2D ideas into full 3D models. It's not BIM and it's not super efficient for full you know, your, your full production workflow. But, but when used as a quick and dirty way to create models to develop our concepts or to share with a co- colleague or, or to present to a client early on in the design process, that's where this product thrives. There are few programs better suited for that. This week at Entree Architect Podcast, SketchUp, for small firm architects with founder of evolvingarchitect.com, Mike Lavallee. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is sponsored by NCARB, helping architects reach their career goals. Explore your options today at NCARB.org, N-C-A-R-B.org. And TrueStyle, the leader in high-end architectural interior doors. Learn more at EntreeArchitect.com slash TrueStyle, that's T-R-U-S-T-I-L-E. And FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. Learn more at freshbooks.com slash architect. Mike LaVallee, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast.
1: Thanks, Mark. Uh, really happy to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: It's, it's great to have you here. I've been following you for a while with, uh, with what you're doing over at Evolving Architect. Uh, Mike, is a art as an architect based in Buffalo, Buffalo, New York, here in the US. Yep. Um, he's a prolific blogger, uh, founder of evolvingarchitect.com, a great blog, and new site, or not necessarily so new anymore. A yeah. couple years old now. Um, and very active on social media. If you're on Twitter or Facebook, you've probably seen the Evolving Architect brand or, or Mike Lavallee. Um, and so Mike's gonna share a little bit of his story. We're gonna start with your origin story like we always do, Mike. Um, Mm -hmm. go back to where you discovered architecture, what inspired you to become an architect and give us that story, that journey from that point all the way to where you find yourself today.
1: Sure. No problem. Uh, I've kind of always known, um, that I wanted to be an architect. It's been something that's. Uh, maybe except for the, the the times in my childhood where I wanted to be a mad scientist or a, a doctor, <laughs> um, but there there's always been this sort of um, uh, probably the, the oversaturated stereotype that you know you play with Legos and then you you build and you make things and uh just sort of find your way to architecture and. I had also looked a little bit at engineering uh, when I was looking at colleges and things, but uh, there's a sort of a creative aspect that I really loved about architecture. And once I visited some studios and some schools and realized, Hey, I'm not just going to be going to classes. I'm going to be going to this place where there's a community and there's uh, people sort of interacting with each other in a, in a space that's very, um, uh, it's, it's a good space to foster that creativity. So, Um, I went to Syracuse and graduated in 08 uh, with a bachelor's of architecture and I immediately moved back to Buffalo partially because uh, that's where my wife and I have our family and I had looked at a few other places but eventually just sort of settled on Buffalo because of uh, the kinds of places that I I wanted to work at and you know I've I've gone to a few jobs and and Right now, I'm working mostly with uh, K through 12 uh, schools, and I really like that because there's uh, something really awesome about designing spaces for little kids that are, you know, they're, it's going to help them uh, learn and sort of grow and uh, create things on their own. And making spaces for those uh, types of users are is really rewarding. Um, after I got my license in uh, 2015. I had actually been sort of thinking about doing some sort of blogging uh, for a while before that, probably for a a long time before that, probably a year or so. Um, But I had just been such in the throes of uh, taking my exams and trying to get through that that I put that on hold knowing that I couldn't do both at the same time. So... Uh, it was literally probably like a week or two after I found out I passed my final exam and I had already done all my experience and things like that. Um, that I just, just dove, you know, full force into blogging and I've been doing that sort of ever since. And, you know, I think the, the sort of mantra that I have with that is I've always loved learning. And I think that especially in architecture as a profession, architects, you know, they start learning and they never really stop Um, whether that's through continuing education or just sort of a desire to stay up with different kinds of technologies and different kinds of uh, new ways of building. I think that I had a a really sort of strong pull towards that sort of mentality. And that's what evolving architect is really all about is you're always changing, you're always evolving. And the most successful uh, architects among us, I think, are the ones that really take that to heart and try to better themselves continually. So I've been doing that for a long time. And uh, fairly recently, within the last few months, I've started to actually teach more uh, on my on my site and on YouTube and things like that. And what I've been doing is, uh, we've called them the uh, workshop Wednesdays, where once, once a month, I'll go into uh, about an hour long sort of It's kind of like a seminar uh, on a a different topic. Things like uh, intro to resumes or portfolios or networking or goal setting or SketchUp or things that I think they're going to help emerging professionals specifically. Um, That's sort of been the focus audience that I've been uh, trying to help most so far, Um, whether that's with the AREs or things like that. And the reason I went there is because the other sort of part of me for – uh, starting Involving Architect is I always wanted to teach. And I knew that having sort of a a, a blog or a, a presence online could allow me to do that in a way that I didn't really want to... I wanted to go back to grad school, but for either financial <laughs> reasons or time or effort in, t- in terms of trying to make that happen, I wanted to sort of make something that was my own and that's sort of how Evolving Architect kind of came about. So I've been doing a lot more of the uh, the teaching side of that in Evolving Architect recently because I feel like that's sort of the next logical step for the site and kind of where I'm taking it. Um, from there, I I noticed that there is a real need for um, specifically skills in programs and things like that. So one of the a couple of the workshops actually I did two of them, um, were related to, I don't know if you can hear my dog in the background. Yeah, that's okay. What's his name? Uh, Dexter. Dexter. Dexter's hanging out with you. Yeah. Um, so I, I noticed that the, uh, that the, one of the, real programs that people sort of were latching on to, especially when I was doing these workshops was SketchUp. And recently I've sort of taken it to the next level and, uh, created a full, uh, it's actually like a seven hour plus, uh, course to lead architects and designers specifically through the process of understanding how to use SketchUp and use it uh, the way I think about it is use it in a, a way that they can apply that directly to how you would use it in a firm. So it's, it's a very practical set of skills. I'm not just trying to um, show you that SketchUp is an awesome program or something like that. I'm taking students through uh, from learning the interface all the way through creating a, a house model um, with all the details in between and it's all, it's all live, uh, sort of through the entire process. I don't really skip any steps. I want you to see the messiness. I want you to understand sort of what the problems are when they come up, uh, so that you're not lost if, the, if something like that happens to you. And I just love that process. I love sort of explaining things, um, that, you know, just to, just to help people sort of evolve and, and, uh, sort of, Build those skills so that they can kind of go back out into the world and and really do something that's great. So Yeah,
0: I I, I love the the idea of evolving architect. I love that. Um, well, I, I I love blogging for architects. You know, I, I love mm-hmm. that that we can uh, create a site. You know, create a place where we can express ourselves and share our ideas with the world and and the profession um, and. And give back to other people, and build communities around these things, and we can all do this. So it's really exciting to see you and and watch Evolving Architect evolve, um, yeah. and 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 I love the the idea that Evolving Architect can evolve with you, that right. you can start it, you can you know share what you know now, uh, and then as you grow and as you evolve in your profession. Uh, changes and the profession changes, this site can continue to evolve with your profession and the profession of others. It's really exciting to see that. And I love that concept.
1: Yeah, no, I I appreciate that. And I I think that one of the reasons why I intentionally made it Evolving Architect was just for that reason, um, I, I've noticed even since as I get farther and farther away from the ARE, it's not that I don't want to keep talking about that, but I I find my own interests sort of evolving, and I think that there's a need for uh, like as the as my interests start changing there's still a need for those things because there's people at my place in my career, uh, that are sharing that same experience. And it's, it's fun to sort of watch those people sort of grow with me as I'm helping them. So, uh, I'll, I'll learn more about something and try to share it with other people. And it's just sort of this back and forth dialogue that I I really love. It's, It's a, it's an ever growing sort of organic process where it's not, uh, it's not a it's not a stagnant thing where I'm locked into one topic for the rest of my life. Uh, I, I really wanted to make sure that I, I wasn't um, necessarily um, niching down too much in the topic that I was talking about because I still wanted to give myself opportunities to grow and evolve. And I didn't know necessarily when I started what this was really going to be. So it's given me a lot of freedom to sort of experiment and play around with that creativity.
0: Yeah. You, you talked about your Wednesday courses or your webinars. Yeah. Uh, talk yeah. about that a little bit more and, and where can we find those? How can we you know connect sure. with you on Wednesdays to, to do that? What, what are those yeah. all about? Get into a little uh, more detail about that.
1: Yeah, so um, what I've been doing is uh, pretty much posting a new video once each month uh, on my uh, YouTube channel. So it's youtube.com slash evolving architect and Really the sort of the the simple way to explain it is I, I had been doing these month to month and just sort of coming up with whatever idea I thought was next. And then um, this year as a way to sort of change that, I've laid out the entire year um, based on feedback from a community. I just sort of put the question out there like what do you guys want to know about? And part of it is the sort of new ARE system, the ARE5 and the other half of the year is things like, uh, you know, I just did a uh, intro to goal setting and intro to networking were the first two for the um, for this year, and then the next one would be an ARE uh, topic. And I'm I'm trying to bounce back and forth between those so that the people who are sick of me talking about the ARE can kind of get something out of the goal setting or, you know, know, because the goal setting I think was very timely at the beginning part of the year because a lot of people are doing that. And then I can sort of bounce back into the ARE for the the students or the the recent grads that are sort of uh, in that mindset. And I'm trying to sort of balance everything and sort of just provide a, a varied amount of content throughout the year. Uh, but the, the reason why they're only once a month also is because if I did them once a week, it would probably kill me because there's, there's a lot of, um, it's, is, it's basically like creating a full on self-contained one hour, um, seminar, um, that I have to basically create from scratch each time. So, um, (laughs) it takes probably somewhere between four and eight hours to just, build that together and research and kind of, uh, bring all those details together. So once a month. And then I think over time, what I'm doing this year specifically is I'm going to start integrating little bits of content in between so that you, if you are a subscriber to the channel, it's not like you only get that once a month. It's, it's a little bit like, uh, maybe there's little tutorials on one aspect of SketchUp or, uh, you know, a little nod to this or that in your sort of professional day to day so it's it's like everything else it is evolving and i think i'm really excited about trying out these new uh different types of social and getting on and sort of behind the camera has been sort of interesting too uh i'm generally a shy person by nature so uh one of the reasons why i'm selfishly doing some of this stuff is to get myself out there and sort of put myself out there a little bit more um, whether that's through audio video or you know whatever just to kind of grow myself so that i'm evolving yeah you
0: know? diving into the deep end with video <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the um i i uh i watched some some of your videos i watched the uh i think the intro to productivity yeah uh, it was very well done and i and and i couldn't imagine doing that on a weekly basis i mean to create that type of content um but i love that you you know you're going to sprinkle in some other stuff as well that's less produced um uh, yep. and uh and keep keep the youtube channel fresh and i think youtube is one of those channels in social media that architects are not taking advantage of. There are a few out there that are doing it, um, but uh, I think it's a place that, that's growing very, very rapidly. I'm actually right. finding myself, my attention uh, is is moving toward more video, more YouTube. Um, it, whereas it, it was very minor in, in where I would go for social media. Um, but uh, almost every day, I'm on YouTube now looking for, you know, either either looking for some tutorial on finding out how to do something, uh, or just following a few channels that, that post on a daily basis or a weekly basis, and just um, and watching, watching that happen. It'll be interesting to see some architects uh, and the, go to YouTube and, and, and see how they can uh, use that channel in a creative way. Uh, to promote them either themselves as architects or their firm. Uh, sure. So it's 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 exciting to see that. And we'll put a link to that channel on our show notes. Um, this is episode 161. So entrearchitect.com slash episode 161 uh, will be the show notes and we'll have links to everything we're talking about here today. Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect. NCARB, True Style Doors, and Fresh Books. Do you know someone in your firm who's always dreamed of getting licensed but was unable to complete the experience requirement? Well, maybe that person's you. Now you can get back on track with NCARB's new AXP portfolio. With this option, seasoned professionals can complete the Architectural Experience Program, the AXP, formerly the IDP. They've switched things up a little bit by submitting an online portfolio. And along with meeting your state's education and examination requirements, the portfolio will help you or your employee get one step closer to becoming an architect. Learn more about the AXP portfolio at ncarb.org slash entrearchitect. TrueStyle is passionate about providing us small firm architects with the inspiration and the tools to transform our designs with the most authentic and distinctive doors available. And now we can see TrueStyle Doors and how they worked with the National Association of Home Builders and architect Phil Keene to create a show-stopping interior door package for the 2017 New American Home. To download the case study or watch a video and learn how TrueStyle Doors can help differentiate your next project, visit entrearchitect.com slash true style true style driven by design visit entrearchitect.com slash true style so how do you get paid faster well one more way is to use FreshBooks FreshBooks is a full function online accounting system built for us small firm architects we're small businesses it includes invoices uh, expense management time tracking so much more. It does everything I want it to do in order to get paid faster. I could send invoices efficiently on the same day. I could set up FreshBooks to automatically send reminders with the words and the timing that I want. And I can accept credit cards for payment. You should give it a try. When you're ready to give FreshBooks a try, go to freshbooks.com architect and sign up for your free 30-day unrestricted trial and get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, more organized, and most importantly, get paid faster. FreshBooks.com slash architect. And don't forget to let them know that Entree Architect sent you in the how did you hear about us section. And one of the other things that you're doing through, you know, so you, you mentioned that you're, you're teaching uh, it gives you this opportunity to teach. You don't actually have to go out and become a professor or work at a school, you can just share your own knowledge, you know, build your own site and share your own knowledge. And, and one of the great ways to do that is to do this YouTube thing. So you can give away some really valuable resources there, uh, and then take things to the next level by creating more, uh, full out courses. Like you had mentioned that you have a SketchUp course that you've put together. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. So Sure. That's the first course on evolving architect. Uh, talk about. Let's talk about SketchUp first before we sort of get into the course sure. itself. How long have you been using SketchUp, and why are you focusing on SketchUp uh, as as one of the first things that you want to talk about?
1: Sure. Um, I think it's uh, two two things. I I've been using it since I was a sophomore in college, and it was just one of the first sort of uh so that's about let's say 12 or 13 years now um and i started using it on a project uh i i remember having this one conversation in studio late at night everybody had left except this one other guy and i just i remember seeing it for the first time and just being sort of like you can really do that and you can do that <laughs> that quickly and I, I was just sort of dumbfounded by how easy it was to create three-dimensional models um, in, in what seemed like real time. Um, I mean, I know that there's process in terms of trying to create this stuff and build it, but you know, when you're taking surfaces and just pressing a button and it extrudes into some three-dimensional form, there's something really powerful about that that I think sort of uh, grappled on to me. And so I've been using it uh, pretty much through, I used it all through school and I've been using it fairly regularly in all of my uh, work projects. I've done a lot of uh, just use it as a way to um, quickly iterate and conceptualize the, uh, the different kinds of uh, concepts that I want to sort of bring forth. And then the other reason why I sort of focused on SketchUp was because uh, like I had said, I I had sort of uh, taken note of who was watching the videos that I was, was mm-hmm. running and I, an, another, I guess, selfish reason for me sort of uh, spreading the different kinds of ideas through those workshops was to see, well, okay, do people even care about this topic? Do people care about this topic? And it's sort of like its own passive survey. And I, I guess the third reason is because I didn't want to start with something uh, deliberately about the ARE. Uh, just because I feel like there's a lot of other people that are really good at doing that and <laughs> they're, they're doing it well and there's a lot of information out there. Um, but I wanted to do something that I felt like even though there's a lot of tutorials, um, there's, there's a lot out there in terms of just how to use SketchUp, but there's not a lot out there in terms of how to use SketchUp for architecture and, Using it specifically in an office, um, which is what I've been using it for for the last you know ten odd years. Um, so that that's kind of how that came about.
0: So are you are you using SketchUp for your full design production workflow from beginning to end?
1: No, I would say that the thing I, I use SketchUp primarily for. I mean, there's there's sort of uh, sibling programs that come with the SketchUp package, yep. uh, layout, uh, for instance, and I don't technically – I don't really use those. I use this mostly as a – I think of it more like sketching. Um, it's, it's a way to iterate very quickly and also to uh, present very raw models and ideas to clients who have no idea how to read two-dimensional drawings or it's not as uh, common uh, for them to understand how to read those, so SketchUp becomes a very practical tool in the sense that I can explain through uh, a, an image or a, a very quick sort of raw rendering um, what the idea is without trying to um, build a full physical model or something like that that would take ten times as long. Yeah. So, so that's kind of that's that's primarily what I use it for. I don't. I don't. Go ahead
0: so you're using it for 3d modeling yeah uh, yeah and, and yep. so so it would basically take the place of a uh, physical study model so for throwing mm-hmm. cardboard together and showing massing and, so, and this is where the porch is going to be and this is the roof structure and this is how the the windows are going to be placed um you know no detail but basically big open you know big study model level of 3d models
1: yeah and it depending on what uh We need, you know, depending on what the client is, I've done very detailed versions of things in SketchUp, but I think those are a little bit few and far between. One of the things that I try to teach in the SketchUp course is, you know, building a SketchUp model is not building, it's not constructing a building. It's sort of the representation of what that building might look like. You're not going to draw uh, or physically model every bit of casing around a door. You're going to make a sort of an abstraction frame around a door, uh, and things like that, where you're just trying to get across the idea more so than you are trying to detail every single piece of the the building in SketchUp, uh, which is one of the reasons why I love it. Uh, but I I def I don't I think it has its uh I think some people might argue with me that it's it's great for everything, but I I would say that SketchUp definitely has its limitations, and I would prefer to use uh for like construction documents and things like that. I would prefer to use other, other tools like AutoCAD, Revit, or, uh, the firm that I'm at right now actually uses Vectorworks. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I would prefer to use those to actually create the documents and the details and things like that, because it's, it's just a little bit easier to work with and more people know how to do that than they do to create the construction documents straight out of the model from SketchUp.
0: So in your workflow, you're, you're essentially, it's early on. So when you're doing hand sketches on paper and kind of working things out and putting some preliminary schematic designs together to present to a client, that's where SketchUp fits for you before it goes into full production mode.
1: Yeah, I would say ideally that's that's kind of where you want it. And it helps actually with the detailing in you know, a sort of indirect way. Uh, you can very quickly see whether or not a door is going to line up with another another system very easily or uh, something that's uh, vertically like a canopy. uh, You can sort of very easily understand, well, if the canopy is here and the structure behind it needs to be there, then it physically can't be designed this other way. You know, you can just sort of uh, uh, figure out what the, the pitfalls are, the, the things you're, the troubleshooting that you're going to kind of uh, run up against, uh, which is another reason why it's, it's a great tool, I think. But I'm, you know that's that's
0: it. <laughs> well, would you would you recommend SketchUp as for somebody who, let's say, because uh, right now I'm going from CAD to BIM. I'm looking at Archicad yep. and Revit. Um, I'm in the process of of experimenting with both. Uh, after years and years of uh, struggling to make this transition, I'm still struggling with making this transition. Uh, yep. would, would you? And I've played with SketchUp a little bit, and I've done some modeling with it. Would you recommend using SketchUp for those type of people like me to Mm -hmm. sort of transition from CAD 2D to a BIM product? Or is that going to sort of shift our mindset in the wrong place before you get to a a BIM? Or should we just jump right into BIM and use SketchUp purely for for the sketches that, that we need?
1: Um, I guess it depends on sort of how much you are ingrained as a person individually uh, into whatever package you've been using. So, for example, um, I was using AutoCAD on a particular project that I'm thinking about that was a uh, a very repetitive uh, residential unit project, uh, multi-story, uh, developer-driven. And we knew at the time when that firm was transitioning to BIM that, we had the people on the project that were already familiar with uh, 3D in general that we could move directly into Revit. And that was SketchUp became just a, a sort of an ancillary, sort of secondary tool to present things. Uh, because I still think that even though Revit is great for 3D and you could argue that it's really great for rendering and things like that, I still was able to make the SketchUp model. Faster. It's sort of like you know, if you give me a pencil, I'll be able to sketch anything faster than you could draw it in CAD. Uh, Same mentality there with the the levels of complication or complexity in the the information from the model that you're you're looking at. So, I think it depends. You you could either go uh, and use it as sort of a, a preliminary tool to say, okay, well, I'm an architect. I know about space. I could start to play around with these tools. I mean, SketchUp as a base program is free, so it's, it's very easy to sort of get into. The only time you would need the upgraded version is if you're exporting or importing CAD drawings or things like that, um, which, you know, if, if you're just trying to play around with it and understand it, it's a very accessible tool, which is one of the reasons why I think it's so great. Uh, it's it's a little bit harder to get into, say, a Revit if you have only 2D experiences, or if you know maybe you're still hand drawing only. I don't know if anybody still is for their for their CDs, but um, you know, depending on the individual, I would say you're probably your best bet is to maybe play around in SketchUp, uh, but. If you're if you're really going to make the jump to Revit, you might just want to make the jump to Revit, yeah, and yeah. whether whether or not you use SketchUp, I guess, is up to you. Yeah.
0: So let's 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 say um, somebody wants to stick with two D, but they want to bring in some three D to sort of help present their ideas and and yep. and provide to our clients the expectation of three D, because I think at this point our clients, even residential clients, are starting to expect to see three D drawings. Sure. Um, if, so let's say somebody, a uh, sole practitioner using AutoCAD, uh, doesn't want to jump to Revit or Archicad or Vectorworks. Um, they're going to they're going to try SketchUp to, to to learn it. What are What are some of the tips for somebody like that to to quickly grasp grasp the idea of how SketchUp works? You have a few uh, um, suggestions on what people should do to sort of get started
1: yeah i think um one of the things that is probably the easiest thing to do is just sort of open the program you know install it on your computer it's it's very easy to install it on mac or pc and just start playing with each of the tools there's uh, the way i think of it is it's less like modeling in 3d and more like drawing in 3d Uh, and just sort of i think why they named it sketchup in the first place you're primarily you're primarily using a drawing tool or a pencil tool to draw 3D objects and you can extrude them and you can sort of build on those objects and, and make more complicated figures. But I think if you just start playing around with like the, the line tool, which is your, your pencil tool, sort of primary drawing tool and start to understand what it means to draw not only in sort of a, an X and Y direction, but to draw in a Z direction. It's a very sort of interesting and odd feeling to do that for the first time because we're so naturally just drawing on a 2D plane if we're sketching outside the computer that when you're, you're starting to click up and down, it, it's a very sort of unique sensation. And I think just playing around those and and getting a handle on what it's like to draw in three dimensions is the first thing. And the second thing I always tell people is to create shortcuts for all of the basic commands that you're using. So um, the thing that I try to stress in the course is we, by nature, uh, even if you're left-handed, I know a lot of people that use uh, the mouse with the right hand for example, and I always tell people to create all the shortcut keys as far to the left side of the keyboard as you can because your left hand naturally wants to be near ASDF, sort of on the keyboarding home row, and for example, the line tool, its shortcut key by default that SketchUp gave it is L because it's L for line, but I typically actually would apply that to D because it's closer to where my left hand is. And then you don't have to constantly be moving your hands around the keyboard. It makes it simpler. So those are kinds of the the basic things that I tell people is understand how to draw in three dimensions in the program and create shortcuts as fast as you can so that you're not my, I remember this one quote from my uh, calculus teacher. Um, and she's probably one of the, the most memorable teachers I have from high school. She said that practice doesn't make perfect. It makes permanent. So <laughs> as, as you learn something, you're going to learn it permanently for yourself. And it's very hard to unbreak those tendencies that you have. So I would, I rec- recommend playing around in the program, seeing what fits for you and just try to stick with it so that you're, you're sort of locked in a little bit.
0: Yeah. I love that progress doesn't make perfect. It makes permanent. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've said, uh, and I've heard, um, uh, Progress doesn't make perfect, or practice doesn't make perfect. It makes brain. progress. <laughs> My brain brain's not working. Um, so actually, let's let's um, can you break down your course a little bit? I think we're going to wrap sure. up in a few minutes, but but uh, talk about the course itself and and how it's broken down and what people uh, could learn from it, and then and then share how somebody could uh, could connect with you to to uh, take a look at some more information.
1: Sure. No problem. Uh, I think the first probably five or six, it's broken into what I would say the equivalent of book chapters. And then there's sort of sub lessons from that. So each major idea, you know, the first thing we look at is the user interface and try to understand, okay, well, this is where my toolbars usually are. This is where my trays are, which are basically expanding on those tools and Uh, sort of more globalized settings that you can adjust um, in real time. And then we go into each individual tool that we're going to have to, you know, it's not every single tool. If it was every single tool, I don't know if the course would ever have been finished. But um, it's, you know, maybe the first uh, 10 or so tools that are really the ones you should focus on first. And then we go pretty much straight into uh, building a house. And the thing that I love about the course is uh, it's it's based on a a house that I call the flux residence that is it's a project that I made as a uh, a design competition entry on my own maybe five or six years ago and I never finished it I submitted what I had but I never finished it and sort of the idea of the course is to help me finish that house so i've I've adjusted the floor plans and I've I've kind of made it. Uh, tailored it a little bit more to somebody who's learning the program for the first time. And then we, I don't even give you elevations. I don't give you (laughs) anything other than, you know, we're going to take this house from floor plans, which is where you would probably start if you're using Sketchup as an architect. And we're taking it all the way through to sort of the final export of, you know, the images and the views. Um, It doesn't get completely into, you know, there's lots of plugins that you can add like V-Ray, Um, As an example, to make a very pretty, very high class rendering, we don't get into that as much, but it's taking you through the practical steps to go from A to Z of, okay, I have floor plans. I'm just starting in SketchUp. And at the end, you sort of have a, a model that you can show people, even if you wanted to, to say, hey, I know how to use SketchUp because I'm not giving you the final model file either because I want you to show me sort of through the progress of the course, like, did you understand what we were doing? And, um, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a a Facebook group that goes along with this as a way to bring all the students together and share ideas and, you know, share what your results were so that, um, we're all working together to help you understand the program.
0: It'll be interesting. It would be interesting to see, um, the, the different, elevations and models that people create from that one floor plan you know if you line them all up you have you know 20 30 models of your students uh creations based on just a floor plan and see how how different they are that would be cool to see all that
1: yeah absolutely and i i stress throughout the whole course um just you know If I'm doing something, I'm saying, hey, this is a point where you could do this this other way. You know, maybe it's not a shed roof and it's a gabled roof, you know, or it's a flat roof and you can kind of go from there and make the – I tell people to make the house their own so that it feels like they accomplished something at the end and it's not just me sort of regurgitating what I – think it should be. I mean, I end up with my own design at the end, which is great because I finally finished this project, but it's, it's meant as a way to sort of, uh, elicit other people's own creativity. Is, so
0: is there a, uh, an easy place for people to go find more information?
1: Yeah. Um, right now you could, uh, pretty much go to evolvingarchitect.com and find it there. Uh, the more specific URL would be evolvingarchitect.com slash sketchup architecture. Um, and that'll take you right to the the page and give you more information and in the breakdown of what you get.
0: Okay, great, Mike. Thanks for joining me here today. Um, Mike's website, as he just mentioned, is Evolving Architect. You can find him on Twitter at twitter.com slash Evolving Architect. Is that right? Are, uh, are it's
1: actually, it, well, I actually that's the one thing that's probably different. Yeah, from that's from why everything I asked because <laughs> I thought it was Mike Valley, right? Wait. Uh, it's Arca Valley. So Arca Valley, uh, right? Yep. Uh A R C H I V A L L E Y. Right.
0: That's, when I said that I, <laughs> no, I knew that wasn't right. Um uh, but you do have a you have a great Facebook group for Evolving Architect. Uh so that's Facebook.com slash groups slash evolving architect. Uh mm-hmm. and the YouTube YouTube channel, YouTube dot com slash evolving architect. Anywhere else that uh, you want to share?
1: Uh no, I, I would just say that the one thing that uh, I also do is a weekly newsletter um that I it's not always just the blog content. Sometimes it's just my ideas of whatever is going on with me that week and how I'm evolving or how I think other people might uh, benefit from my own experiences. So you can find that on the uh, website as well, but that's another sort of extra thing that I do.
0: Yeah, cool. I, I have one more question and I didn't warn you about this, but uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I've been listening to the podcast for the last few months. I've been asking one specific question. Uh, Mm -hmm. to every guest. And I'd love to ask this of you and see what you you come up with. What is one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? Something that's really easily uh, executed and see some results in the short term.
1: Sure. I think whether it's, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is whether it's SketchUp or another program or another skill. I think that building upon what you already know to, uh, create a sort of, not necessarily a portfolio, but to create a wider, uh, knowledge base for yourself is, is the first priority for me. It's, it's the building skills and understanding new programs and new ways of, uh, building or, uh, new ways of interacting with the profession, I think are, always the first thing I look for in terms of uh, how to execute now so that I'll be better tomorrow and i think that's that's what i would say whether it's sketchup or something else um, it could be specifications and really honing in on that skill uh, or something completely related to uh, marketing or something like that building those skills individually over time add up in a very profound way and i i think that's what i would that's what i would say yeah
0: small small victories go go find a small victory so mike thanks for uh spending some time with me here today i appreciate you sharing your knowledge about evolving architect and the profession in general, uh, and especially with SketchUp. Uh, I appreciate you sharing your knowledge with the podcast today.
1: No problem. happy to do it. Um, and the one thing I would just say is that, you know, the, the podcast here has been a real inspiration to me. It's helped me find a lot of different uh, people that have as an example, uh, Eric Reinhold's uh, Architecture Entrepreneur books on my on my desk right now. And, yeah. you know, I found people like him just because I listen to this podcast a lot. And, you know, I really appreciate what you do. So I you.
0: appreciate that, Mike. Thank you very much. I want to thank Mike LaVallee for being with us here today at Entree Architects podcast and for those kind words that he shared at the end of the episode there. You know, that's why I do this. That's why I keep coming back week after week here at the podcast and at the blog and at the newsletter. It's because of of people like Mike, people of the Entree Architect community. They keep asking for more. They support what we're doing here. Uh, I want to change the profession and all of you are helping me do that. So thank you very much, Mike, uh, and all of you in the Entree Architect community. If you liked what we shared here today, please share these uh, this episode with a friend. You can go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 161. You can get the complete show notes and a a link to download this episode if you wanted to share a file of this episode or save it for any reason you might want to reference later. Uh, entrearchitect.com slash episode 161. Share it. Share it with everybody you know. Let's grow this community even bigger. The more people involved in Entree Architect and what we're doing, the more knowledge that's going to be shared and the benefits are infinite don't forget to visit the website to gain access to our digital course we're sharing some knowledge right there profit for small firm architects and learn how to build a powerful profit plan you know we built this course because that's what people said that they are they're struggling with the most trying to figure out their financials figuring out how to end up the year with a profit this course is really simple goes step by step shows you how to put together a powerful profit plan for your firm entrearchitect.com slash free course. Hundreds of architects have already downloaded this and are benefiting it from every day. And it's free. We're giving it away. We want to share some value, share some knowledge. entrearchitect.com slash free course. My name is Mark Arlapage, and I am an entrepreneur architect. And I encourage you with all my heart to build a better business so you can be a better architect. Love, learn, and share what you know Thanks for listening. Have a great week.